Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hello and welcome to your Friday episode of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney. Let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Friday, July 16th. I got Kelsey and then Kels. My real name is Kels, so I mean, I just kind of roll with the punches. I really cannot believe this ended up being the story of the week or maybe even the story of the month of July. But out of nowhere on Wednesday, how to pronounce the name of the Kansas City Chiefs all pro tight end came into question when a Barstool Sports interview from December resurfaced. Forget the blue dress or the gold dress. Throw out Nanny and Yorl. No, no. Kelsey versus Kels took over the Internet this week. And finally, Travis's older brother and Philadelphia Eagles center Jason went on Sports Radio 94 WIP to set the record straight. You got it right. It's uh, it's Kelsey. Thank God. It's Kelsey. <laughs> Thank goodness, man. It is. It, so it, there's a little, uh, yeah. I'll give you a little, the story behind why my brother said that. Okay. Um, my brother and I have gone by Kelsey our entire lives. And I still remember my dad answering the phone as Ed Kelsey all growing up when he was on work calls and everything. So our side of the family has always gone by Kelsey, but we have a really small family. We, we don't have any first cousins. We don't have my grandfather on that side was dead before I was born. So um, somehow we got so disconnected with that side. And my dad, at some point when he was working in the steel mills and Cleveland, Ohio, got tired of correcting everyone who was, his, everybody was calling him Kelsey. Apparently the correct pronunciation, the standard pronunciation is Kels. Wow. That's wow. the rest of the family goes by. Wow. So my dad, out of pure laziness, <laughs> um, completely, completely changed his last name. No wonder there was such confusion. It's both. But look, let's get this out of the way now. Apologies out to the Kels family, but I've been saying Kelsey for nine years. I'm not going to stop now. There's Kelsey at the 10. Leaps, and he flies in for the touchdown. We'll stay on the Kelsey train for story two. I told you I wasn't going to stop. But ESPN kept their annual position rankings going on Thursday with the tight end position. And I think in a bit of a surprise, the 50 league executives, coaches and players who vote in the poll named Kelsey the number two tight end in the league behind the San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle. The disrespect here. I don't know what else Kelsey has to do. While Kittle spent 2020 dealing with injuries, Kelsey was just casually having the greatest season Ever for a tight end, he finished second in the league, period, in receiving with more than 1,400 yards, and he had 11 touchdowns. Perhaps Kittle was given the nod because some still consider him a better blocker. I have never loved how the greatest tight end casually skipped over Kelsey when Gronk retired the first time. The future Hall of Famer in Kelsey deserves better. This week, the football statistics site Pro Football Reference announced that data about sacks had been expanded. Remember that the sack had only been an official NFL stat since 1982. 
Now, after decades of research, SAC statistics from 1960 through 1981 have been included in the database, which actually drastically alters the Chiefs' all-time list of pass rushers. A total of five Kansas City defensive stars who played in the first two Super Bowl appearances are now among the team's top 20 SAC producers. Buck Buchanan is now sixth. Jerry Mays is now seventh. Aaron Brown is now ninth. Bobby Bell is now 13th, and Curly Culp is now 16th. Also, another of the team's greatest pass rushers. Art Still, he moves from 7th to 5th. They say records were made to be broken. Well, that happened without a game being played on Wednesday. Let's keep it in the history books of the Chiefs as we hear from the starting quarterback from 2009 to 2012, Matt Castle. He joined Zach Brooks' Upon Further Review podcast on Wednesday. Castle described the offseason trade that brought him to Kansas City as a whirlwind, saying that he didn't think it would be general manager Scott Pioli's Chiefs that would trade for him despite Pioli's connection to New England. Win double-digit games, make the playoffs, you know, go as far as we possibly. Obviously, the ultimate goal is always to do that, but after the first year that we had there, that was we were on the struggle bus, we won four games. I said, let's get into double digits, let's make playoffs, win the AFC West, and that's what we were able to do. And then to get the honor of going to the Pro Bowl was just icing on the cake. And it was something that I kind of sat there and I was just like, I just got a phone call to go to the Pro Bowl and I hugged my wife. And, you know, a lot of hard work went into it. And it's obviously not all me. I had a lot of great help along the way with, you know, all the, my teammates, Jamal Charles, Dwayne Bowe went to the Pro Bowl that year. He was incredible. My offensive line did a great job. So I give credit to those guys. But I got to go and be at the pinnacle of, you know, pro sports. Castle said that when he got to Kansas City, he set a goal of double-digit wins and an AFC title. And that was something he accomplished with the team in his second season in 2010 when he went to the Pro Bowl representing the AFC. Castle credited Jamal Charles, Dwayne Bowe, and the offensive line for his success, and even talked a little bit about the current team. I love that. I mean, with Fisher and Schwartz, you know, at the end of the year being out and moving on from them, but then going out and getting Orlando Brown Jr. from the Ravens, that was huge. Bringing in Joe Tooney from the Patriots. I mean, that's really what they need to do is fortify that line, because if they protect Patrick Mahomes, I mean, we all we all know. I mean, what a special player he is. And then not only that, he's surrounded by guys like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman. I mean, they were able to get Robinson and re-sign him as well. So they're going to have all the weapons that they had at their disposal last year. Now, if they can sure up that offensive line, keep that offensive line healthy, I mean, they're going to be just as explosive and exciting of a team to watch as they have been in the past. Speaking of Mitchell Schwartz, who is still currently a free agent, NFL.com Cynthia Freeland recently floated him out among the top remaining players as a logical fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Though Schwartz right now is in the process of building a home right here in Kansas City. Would he actually play anywhere else? That's a question for another day as that's it for the Arrowhead Drive for Friday, July 16th. Remember to both subscribe and tell your pool boy to subscribe to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network and please leave us a rating and a review coming up later today it's the friday crew show and bk and even yes even serta they'll be breaking down your chiefs that's it for now i'm pete sweeney we'll talk again on monday for the next edition of the arrowhead drive